What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast showing you the trajectory of releases during COVID-19. So you'll see the world improve as we get closer and closer to weekly releases. None of us are going to theaters yet, so it's still direct video. But this is your movie podcast for movies that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, or otherwise adapted from new material. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week, six months into quarantine, (laughs) is Superman, Man of Tomorrow, the 39th film in the DC animated original movie universe, (laughs) which I'm sure has an acronym. This one is the new continuity, if you're following these, which we are now because it's all we have. Um, of Justice League Dark Apocalypse Wars that ended with the Flash resetting time again uh, after Flashpoint's animated movie, which at this point I think is like eight or nine years old. All of the things that I think are brand new ideas are now old. That's how age works. Yeah, what to me, once was. Blink-182 never broke up, and there's still only 150 Pokemon. This amazes <laughs> me. Uh, but here we are in a new world, in a new universe. Superman is figuring out his life, which to me means we had to do a lot of familiar beats, but then the movie gets going. Terrence, what did you think? Um, I think we've talked about my feelings towards Superman before. I'm not that big of a fan of his character overall. Like I'm more of a Batman and Green Lantern are my two characters that I lean on to. But I always appreciate Superman because I know what he has to be for the rest of the DC universe and DC world to, to, to be and to exist. I like this movie a lot for the very simple reason that I think it understood who and what the man of steel is supposed to be for the rest of the world the hopefulness that is supposed to exist in it and some of the naivete of being the alien in a world where we don't like aliens or like people that are different uh i think this does a fantastic job of setting all that forth and it's becoming a really really fun and kick-ass uh action flick without losing any of the heart or, or story beats that were kind of established before. I think it's sad. I feel like this was the best anime, best Superman story that I've seen in the last mm-hmm, decade, including Man of Steel and all of that stuff. Like this was what I wish we had gotten in live action form, um, but I got it here and I am thoroughly enjoyed by it. Yeah, that's what I really liked about it too. And I think the the thing with a lot of these animated movies is that they tend to and I've probably said this since we've done so many of these Warner Brothers animated movies. Warner Brothers keeping us going. Uh, they tend to really get to the core of the character and they tend to be able to cherry pick a lot of comic book moments and don't seem to get bogged down by the producer or even director chain of command in the live action movies that might demand for a darker man of steel or a darker batman or a darker darkness or there's not really a like box office marketing tie-in to this so i feel like they can do things like spend an entire first act on the farm yeah and really get into his relationship with pa and ma kent and the lessons they embedded in him and we can watch him grow up in a way that doesn't really feel 
rushed and mm-hmm. they kind of almost gave us this coming of age story that I don't think we've had much in the movies. We get no. it in the comics and we've seen it in the Man of Tomorrow run. I feel like Bendis's run kind of did it. The New 52 line kind of, sh- we've seen a lot of this kind of adolescent Superman before where he's figuring himself out at the Daily Bugle when he's the Daily Planet. That's say, Spider-Man. Well, yeah. <laughs> Always got Spider-Man in the back of my mind. <laughs> Um, but they really let us do that. And I think you're right. They kind of tackle without really hitting it, this big theme of aliens and immigration and change and people coming. And when you do these bigger universe movies, there always has to be this moment where the world has changed. Mm-hmm. And in the MCU, it's when Iron Man says, I am Iron Man. And right. then the world gets weirder and weirder with every movie. And, here I feel like they did a cool thing in bringing several aliens at once and also implying that Batman's out doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I know that I think they just confirmed a long Halloween animated movie, so that might tie in and maybe we'll get a like Batman year, whatever it is, along with this Superman year one-ish. Right. And that's how we'll do this new animated universe. But to show all of these different types of aliens a like a Martian who's just in hiding and doing mm-hmm. nothing. Saying, Super, actively saying, don't show yourself. Like, they don't, they're not ready for this. Yeah, really taking this attitude of, like, we're the last. Self-preservation is the right. most important thing to us. There's nothing to do. This, like, nihilistic bounty hunter who doesn't really care whether or not the world's ready for him. And I adore Lobo. Up. And then Superman in the middle of it, who's kind of trying to figure out his place in the world with Parasite rising to power and showing that humanity is going to see all of these as threats and figuring out the real threat as it's happening is incredible. It is. Uh, Um, I felt the movie was a little slow, but once Parasite is there, it just takes off. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I never really had a slow moment. I, once Lobo hit the screen, I was like a kid in a candy store. I, I absolutely adore that character, and I feel like he he deserves more screen time and more. Just not necessarily in this, but just period. He needs to be more prominent in DC lore. But I just love that they got him and got him correct and got him. And I love the fact that he did not, as a bounty hunter. Uh, he knew I need to come get a Kryptonium, but he, because we had not, this is a new world to us, he was not aware that once you get to Earth, Kryptonians are infinitely stronger than they were when they were just on their planet. And I love that. He knew that Kryptonite hurt him? It did. Or did I miss a beat there? I think he, I, I think he brought it possibly, just like knowing, I think he found, he seemed like he found that in the midst of the battle. Was like, oh, this has an effect on you. He's like, because he brought it with him. He's like, well, this is the last piece of that planet that I, I found. But yeah, it is a weird, it's a weird thing that I think he kind of grew onto knowing in the middle of the battle because he was getting his behind hand to him. And then he all of a sudden, like, oh, wait, I got this. Let's see if this maybe works. Right. And that, that was my one little thing of like, well, how did he know? I know that we have to learn, but how did he... But he does imply that there's others. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's got people. He's got the little tiny world somewhere. But Who I, knows? But I think Maybe between... Maybe I'm overthinking the cartoon. Right. But I think between the opening sequence of him, of Cal as a kid, re- watching a, an alien movie and seeing how 
earthlings or humans feel uh, aliens are in a, in a film version and just kind of being quiet as a kid home. I think they handle that reaction as a kid and what he has to go through in humanity versus whatever the hell happened in Man of Steel with like Pa Kent to then at the end of this film, he has that whole speech of that come to quote unquote, come to Jesus moment when he speaks to the entire, all the earthlings and all the humans and saying, hey, I'm the alien. This guy here is actually parasite. He's actually human. There's an actual real person in there. I know it seems like he's more freakish than me, but, but and because of the way that I look, because I look like a humanoid, I see more human. But I'm more alien than this guy. Stop freaking out. <laughs> like this. Like calm down. Yeah, I liked that they almost sang back to the first Superman movie, where the solution wasn't beat him up. And I think it's very easy to fall into that trap with any character of just, they're, they're strong and there's, the arc is going to be that they're stronger and yeah. now they'll punch the thing. And we really saw Superman's humanity and him trying to reach out to this person that was in there. And, oh, it, it's this almost like Tusk moment mm -hmm. where Parasite's now this this awful monster and he sees his family and he can never be with them again <laughs> oh it broke my heart yeah I, I've, I don't know what it is whenever you have somebody who has been forcibly gone through a transformation like in tusk <laughs> and then they see the person they've lost by circumstances out of their control and mm -hmm. they're unrecognizable <laughs> to that person and they can't even communicate yeah. Is what I'm just like, you've destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is the wheelhouse where you've just broken everything. Oh, there's me. just no solution to it. It's over it is, for that. It person. is very sad to see him like he break the coffee cup and his little girl just comes in screaming and he's just like, I gotta run. Like they, he does they don't. that stupid dinosaur smile like yeah. it's gonna be okay. Like he doesn't have a mirror. <laughs> he knows what he is. He was sucking down memories like they were Skittles when he was yeah. fighting the Manhunter and Superman. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, he we knows. Also, we also have to talk about, even though it seemed like he may not have come back, but you know if you put Lex on the board, he has to return in some form or, or another. I love that Lex is in full Lex mode in this. And he's out thinking, and it just shows you some of the naivete of Superman and how Kal-El has always been naive about a lot of people. But he puts a lot of trust into Lex, which we all know that that's that's a bad that's a bad idea. Well, the movie opens with I think what we all want in 2020, which is for the journalists to take down the billionaire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the movie opens with Lois Lane, who goes on for the rest of the movie to be way more cutthroat than I was expecting her to be. Man. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love it. I love the backdrop that this is probably closer to 2020 in their timeline. This isn't a time where the newspaper is king and right. she is just fighting her hardest. Correct. And it's awesome. And when she pulls that out with Lex Luthor and there's just nothing he can do but go to prison <laughs> and you see the, like, the, the power in her and in her role in the world taking down one of the biggest villains in DC only for Superman to be like, it's fine. It's okay. I, I, I need, need someone smarter than me. <laughs> Yeah, but Zachary Quinto killed it in that role. I love all of that. Like Darren Chris is great as as Kal El Superman. I think Zach Zachary, you're correct, absolutely destroys it there. Um, I can't remember the actor's name. He was in Sons of Anarchy, but the guy who plays Opie in Sons of Anarchy is Lobo, and he 
is perfection as Lizzo. He's very good. Yeah. Um, but using Lex was interesting because it showed you how you can make a a morally ambiguous Superman story without making Superman morally ambiguous. I feel like the movies, the modern ones at least, even maybe a little Superman Returns, lean into this like, well, what if he isn't the Boy Scout and there's, oh, things he does wrong and he isn't the thing we're aspiring to be. And this showed you that you can take other characters that do challenge him, whether it is... Mm -hmm through a need, through a weakness, through whatever else. Or even through and, Martians, like, we need to hide. Like, all of those yeah. gray areas you can play where he stays the constant of being the hopeful, naive one. When you, you use him as a thematic pillar, you don't need to sacrifice his character. Yeah. And when you really understand that Lex is the moral ambiguity, the person who's doing whatever services him at the moment, oh, it's like acquiring companies. I bought Lobo. I'm going to acquire the weakness of that also. And, oh, Lobo is just going for the highest bidder. And the, the Martian Manhunter is in hiding. And you have all of these people kind of trying to pull him in different directions. Mm -hmm. But especially in this movie, they show you that arc of, oh, he's going to rise and be what they need him to be. Right. And people might be afraid of him. And people might not understand him. But that doesn't mean he ever needs to sacrifice being superman who he is right at the core and I, and like i said before i think where some of these modern films of the modern run the zack snyder run we'll just say that that era of superman films they've made him more gray ambiguous they they do the whole pocket it's like maybe you should have let them die that's where you when you start doing that to superman you mess up the entire balance of the rest of the world so that superman has to be that that good guy the the boy scout if you will because when you have someone bringing like batman or wonder woman or green lantern or whoever else to kind of they question a lot of things superman is like nope this is the way that this should be and that's where the conflict comes in and like you get that in marvel like iron tony and cap the reason why that that happens is because they're on opposite sides they're trying to do the same thing they're just on opposite sides of coming at that but if you have superman already being morally gray and 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 all of that then there's it doesn't really make for a good enough story to kind of justify watching if he's it's already so down interesting there with Batman. that we always do that as if it isn't more interesting to watch somebody who's confident in his morals right. be constantly challenged by them yeah it isn't that he's doing what's right and what's wrong he knows what's right in his mind and the conflict comes from him constantly trying to do that you you have scenes of this movie where people are throwing bottles and not listening and inciting violence and attacking a giant alien and the whole time he is still like please stop and let you me guys talk to this stop guy. that right i'm trying to de-escalate de this please stop doing what you're doing um yeah and that's who he is at its core um and it's it's funny because me as a reader when i was young reading these comics it's not somebody that i personally gravitated towards but i also knew that it was somebody that needed to be on the deck like he needs to that person needs to exist otherwise we're just in a more, very morally corrupt and not fun to watch world like you need to have the the goody two-shoe boy scout to uh make some of the other stuff pop out lex doesn't work as well if you don't have cal being who cal is well because part of i think what you need in lex's character and they sort of started doing it is the jealousy side of it Mm -hmm. He wants to be Superman. 
He wants Correct. to be the guy that everyone's admiring and who's saving the world. And his methods of doing it are often xenophobic or evil or mm -hmm. wrong or self-satisfying. But you kind of see that implication when he does charge the gun with the kryptonite ring and has his big moment of, well, what's really the threat? This right. big monster or, you. or the guy who's pretending to be us? Right. And they did a very good job of painting that world of fear without layering it on like so thick. Being it over the face, yeah. I think it's very easy, especially now in 2020, whenever anything gets political, to really be like, no, get it? It's like today. Mm -hmm. And no, this did a good job of kind of being like, no, it's like always. Right. And like, it's we've just never kind of not been into in this. the narrative. Yeah, like we're sprinkling this on it, but this is, this is how it's always been. We don't have to beat you over the head, but this has been underlying throughout the humanity throughout the entire time of its existence. Um, it's great. It does make me want more live action Superman. I, when, yeah. I see what we do with Parasite in this, and he's leaving these husks around, and he's almost got this like fly Cronenberg body horror thing. And even these moments when he's like lasering through the Manhunter and lighting him on fire and fighting Superman, the idea and the colors in this movie are so bright that it never yes. gets like dark. And if you could hit that tone, this like weird horror, but still bright and hopeful tone in a movie, I feel like that's a great place to launch the universe. I and we agree. just keep painting in shades of gray. Because it, it took me a minute to get used to the art style in this movie because the, uh, the borderlines are so thick. It's a cell shading, uh, almost quasi-archer. Like, it feels a lot like it's borrowing it, a lot of archer. It's very it. archer. It's yeah. very like new DuckTales also mm -hmm. has those very thick lines with this yeah. faded backdrop so that it makes the characters pop but there's not mm. a lot of depth Correct. some of the architecture looked almost like neo-futuristic yeah so i couldn't really get a sense of of when what we are time, what time yeah what time we're in yeah but I, I grew to really enjoy it it almost started reminding me of like pokemon and other old animation yeah no i i, 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 I my initial response was like, oh, I don't know if I dig this animation, but then as it went along, I was like, no, I'm, I'm in this, I'm in this. And I, and I dig what you're, what you're doing. It's different. I love the voice animation. I mean, the voice, uh, voice work. I, I, I agree with you. Um, my first reaction after I finished watching this, I really liked this movie. It was like, Oh, I wish I, we had more live action Superman movies. Like I need them to exist to counter. We've all just seen the, the the new the Batman trailer, and that feels very much like the Batman. We need something like that that feels very much like what we need. We know Superman to be. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think we, we need to that. paint with the same color palette in every yeah. character, and I think that's something else that animation lends itself to because even the one photo we see of Batman, and I love this idea that that's where he gets his cape from. Is that everyone's <laughs> I do like, too. this bat guy's running around? <laughs> Um, I thought that was a fun nod, but even that one photo, it, it's in black and white, mm -hmm. but it's a much more gothic setting. It doesn't feel disingenuous to where we are. It feels like it, it still fits in that world. Mm -hmm. So you can play more with like big sci-fi places like Green Lantern and underwater with Aquaman and very gothic settings with Batman and come back to this tired and true Boy Scout, red, right. white, and blue, Kansas and Metropolis 
you know, but no city is 10 minutes away from its major suburb. When he said that to his mom and dad, I was like, you're a liar. I guess you can fly. I guess he can fly there though. So for him, it might be, I feel like though the time would be shorter for him, but all right. (laughs) I was like 10 minutes. Oh, that's right. Superman. Yeah. Um, I lived in a farmland near a major city. It took time. It's not that close. Um, Yeah. I think this movie does a good job too of putting a lot of different very important characters on the board at one time like this is this leans in full on to its alien it doesn't try to be super realistic it's like nope lobo's here martian manhunter's here parasites here we're going we're going big or going home and i think when you're dealing with somebody like superman who is at the end you need to go all in like not everybody needs to be humanoid i think that's sometimes where superman even the old ones got stuck it's like well we're gonna make all of his people humanoid looking some of that was effect heavy back then because they just didn't have the money or the budget for those type of effects but now it doesn't always have to be zod guys we can go big we can go freakish for his, his first time at bat because that's yeah I, having is. parasite was a real treat that's yeah. a villain i haven't <laughs> seen in a long time anywhere it's very yeah. unique it gets to does a lot of weird things yeah. i always like that we got this big kaiju battle at the end we did. And all I thought was, I was like, the next time we destroy Metropolis in a movie, I want it to be this Godzilla-sized threat. With him Why being super miniature Superman movie? trying to go against this massive thing. Is- Why haven't we done yeah. this in any... If there's a live-action superhero movie where one person fights something the size of Godzilla, I want someone to remind me what it was because <laughs> we haven't had it, and I now demand Fing Fang Foom from Marvel. I demand Parasite <laughs> from dc i want the big kaiju battles and i want them to be fought against one person yeah i agree i agree this is that's very much necessary like all of this from top to bottom i was sitting here like oh i need this i need this and it doesn't i mean it doesn't seem like which is so bizarre to me it does not seem like there's a live action superman on the books which is bizarre to me because i would seem like the one a did the one b of batman would be superman and they just don't seem well, that to be first actively one is trying. still just one of the greatest superhero movies it is. of all time it is and they've been they tried to tra- chase that dragon a little bit with superman returns and it that did not work um and then we got we went completely opposite and kind of lost what works for superman but i think this feels like tim sheridan did a great great job as a writer on this to kind of get the the sweet spot of an origin story for Superman that kind of makes it more modern. It's still modern. It feels modern, um, but it still feels at the very heart like what Superman should be. Yeah, I'm curious to see where they go from here. Because now I'm not used to not having all of these movies I can binge. When I first got into the animated DC movies, they were just all there. You just burned through a bunch so of I'm them. I'm used yeah. to being able to have them and be like, and now this one. <laughs> I guess yeah. the next one is the long Halloween. I think that got announced right before we recorded or maybe towards the end of DC fandom this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see them maybe putting that on and connecting it to here and then we can get to a Justice League. Yeah. Because that's really, I, after Apocalypse, I am just hungry for more I now. I want them back. Yeah, like I need that team together. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, the big three that they always have to kind of establish those first. So it'll be, we'll get Batman. I imagine somewhere in that Batman will have a connection to, to Diana and Wonder Woman. And those three need to be established before we kind of probably move on to anything else in that world. Uh, so it although, looks like I just pulled it up. 
it looks like the next one is going to be, this was announced on August 12th. So yesterday, what day is it? That was this was announced like nine days ago. days ago. Yeah. Batman, the soul of the dragon, which will be the original story featuring Batman reuniting with his former classmates to face an enemy from his past produced by Bruce Tim. Okay. That'll be early 2021. Oh, nice. Then Justice Society World War II, which was announced during the Man of Tomorrow panel yesterday. Got it. And then The Long Halloween will be a two-part similar to the Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman movies and will be separate from the DC movie universe. It's the only one that says it's going to be separate. So we might go Soul so of the like Dragon. Yeah. And then Justice Society, which I would love. <laughs> well, it sounds like that Batman Soul the Dragon one is probably going to be the connector, and then that other one is probably sounds like a prequel more so. Than well, if it's going to be the Society, II, I yeah. imagine that we'll get Doctor Fate yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. all these other great characters. That it seems like they're getting on the board because Black Adam is also going to introduce yes. all these people. Yeah, I do love that they Star also Girl still, would be involved. Star Girl would probably be in there. I do love that they're also still actively doing these one-offs too. Like, all right, every now and then we're going to do our own thing on our, on the side because animation we can kind of do whatever we want to, and that's how comics always do. Like, yeah, there might be a, a main storyline going, but every once in a while, we're going to do a, a, a novel over here or a, gra- or a graphic moment on, on this side that doesn't really affect anything else that you're doing. Yeah, and they're always high quality. I think really the only one I haven't cared for is the Deathstroke one. It's did. the C, the CWC. Yeah, that one is the only one I was like, uh, I don't know if this should fit in the same wheelhouse as the rest of these. Oh, well, the Batman is going to be set in the 1970s the dragon the one soul of the dragon interesting well then oh, if that's connected like... then they're saying that that batman that he has a photo of is quite older than our superman michael j white's gonna be back well this just sounds awesome <laughs> interesting so who knows then we've got a lot of great stuff to look forward to yeah i really liked this movie I'm excited to see what they do next with this universe. All four of those sound great. It does. They do. I'm. I, it's a weird thing. This movie got me more excited to see future Superman stuff too. Like I'm now kind of like, all right. I guys, had been jonesing for some good some Superman. Superman out there. I had yeah. been jonesing for it. So I yeah. think that's our show. Unless you have more to add. No, I just think you should check this one out, guys. I really do. It's well worth your time. Um, that's it. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Hollywood Already Did It on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm at, as always, Blake and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. And who knows, maybe next week we'll find a drive-in theater or some other safe way to watch New Mutants and yeah. we'll talk about it on the show. We'll see. <laughs> um, I don't even know if movie theaters in LA will be open for that. I doubt it. Year. I doubt it. So, we got Bill and Ted too, so we'll be, we should be okay. I think that's the top of September. So there's de- there are now summer movies. It's almost <laughs> autumn. <laughs> yeah, 2020's been a mess. <laughs> All right, we will see you guys next week. Later.